Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 770. world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about how the market pulled back yesterday and people just about lost it. (laughs) Well, it was a sharp, down day and the S&P was down 3.51%, the Dow Jones was down 2.78% and the Nasdaq was down 4.96%. It seemed to come out of nowhere and the VIX, the measure of volatility was up 13.5%. That's a huge move for the VIX. There's often news that can drive stock prices, there's also underlying cycles that are shifting movements in stocks and commodities. There's also international things happening. When we look at the news, one of the things that I thought really shook the technology market was the announcement that the Department of Justice is going to file antitrust charges against Google within weeks. That was reported in Zero Hedge, which is my favorite business news source. So Google has been looked at for antitrust for some period of time, and now it looks like there's going to be some charges brought in the next few weeks. So that not only disrupted some of the technology stocks, but there's also some things going on with the dollar. There's some things going on with treasuries, with Russia selling off a whole bunch of U.S. treasuries. There's just a lot going on and the financial markets got a bit spooked, but honestly, they were very, very high in the greed sector too. It was rating about a 77 on the greed index. So people were getting very comfortable and used to the market going up every day. And it was really time to have a pullback, get some of the excess out of the market and also get some fear back in the market. But it was amazing to me how quickly people became fearful just from one fairly significant correction. And the Dow did close down 807 points. So that makes a lot of noise. It makes a lot of news. And investors were already running to the fear side of the table just from this one down day. And that's why I think this bull market is not over. When people get fearful that quickly and easily, that tells me the bull has higher to go. When people get complacent and these kind of days don't worry them anymore and everybody's out there saying, oh, buy the dip, buy the dip, that's when you're more toward a market top. So I don't see that right now. I see that there's a lot of fear. People just went from the greed factor and jumped right over to the fear factor. I could feel it, the fear was palpable. So I think that as I look at some charts and I posted these in the VIP experience, I see that the S&P 500 was overbought and it's still above the 50 day moving average. So it may pull back to that line and it may get some support there at the 50 day moving average. So we could see a few more days in this pullback with the S&P 500 or it could turn right around and go back up. 
When we look at GDX, we see that the price of GDX dropped right to the 50-day moving average. So it's right on support right now. And the MACD, the moving average convergence divergence line, looks very close to being able to cross over and give a buy signal. So GDX looks really good. The S&P could continue to correct for a few more days. That wouldn't surprise me at all. But I don't think the bull market in either one is over. And as I said the other day, I still have a 3,800 target on the S&P 500. Silver also pulled back to 2,676, down 0.26% for the day. And again, people were really panicking over what's wrong with silver? What's wrong with silver? Silver's up 58% year to date. It's due for a pullback. It needs a little bit of a pullback in order to once again move to new highs. So I still have a $30 target on silver. And although we didn't make it in August, I think we will make that in September. So as I said, silver has been spectacular this year. In fact, it is the number one performing asset of all asset classes. And that happened for the second time in a row in August. Remember how we talked a couple podcasts ago about the inflation formula and how that's been shifted and things that really have inflation have been taken out of the formula. But when you look at shadowstats.com and they calculated the way inflation used to be calculated, including housing, food, energy, etc., you know, the things that really do increase in price that that would give us a $600 price on silver to equal the old $50 high. So while I don't think we'll get to $600 this year, I do think it's quite possible we get to $50 this year. So we will see. That would be a near-term target. And we'll see if we reach that. Maybe I'll have another target for you. But talking about inflation, over on my Twitter page, at Linda P. Jones, I retweeted an article from Reuters that talked about the inflation that has been crazy since Americans were on lockdown and how we're paying more for groceries and clothes and appliances. Things like eggs rose 16.5% in four weeks, ended August 22nd. Cheese prices rose 7.3% in those four weeks. Lunch meat prices rose 8.1%. Diaper prices were up 8.8%. And laundry detergent prices rose 9.2%. And there's still a lot of products that we're not even able to get. They haven't been restocked yet. So we have noticeably fewer items on the shelf. We still have a lot of cleaning supplies that are gone. We have a reduced meat supply. And there's just a lot of things that people are noticing in the store that just aren't the way they used to be. And that is why I've been telling my VIP members that they should be buying some extra food and water and just preparing for perhaps either a break in the supply chain or a lesser supply chain. I'm not sure, but what I do know is you won't be sorry if you're stocking up on some extra goods. And I'm not talking about toilet paper. I'm talking about food, people. We need you to get food, water, things that you use all the time, medical supplies, vitamins. These are things that are going to be very, very important for you to have. So I do think you should be doing some storing of canned foods and food items and things that you use all the time. And this is something 
I think is really important right now. Just have some extra supplies put aside for three to six months. I think it's a good rule of thumb right now and have some extra cash on hand as well. So in this stock market decline of one day that really panicked a lot of people, one thing that I think we will be seeing in the future is a turnaround in the US dollar and gold. And I think we'll see them rising together. Now, this is something that I differ with many experts on. There are many gold bugs out there that are saying the dollar is just going to continue to lose value and it's just going to go to zero and we're going to have hyperinflation, et cetera, et cetera. I disagree with that at this time. I think right now the biggest shock that people are going to see is that other currencies are going to start to have problems and that will push people into the dollar, causing the dollar to rise. The dollar will rise dramatically, but it will also rise with gold. Instead of moving inversely to gold, which it sometimes does, we're going to see gold and the dollar rise together. I also think we're going to see the euro decline in value. And this is something that, again, most experts are not predicting this. And I saw an interesting article today from the president of the Dutch Central Bank, whose name is Klaus Knott, K-N-O-T, and he declared the euro was dead. When you have a central bank member who declares the euro dead, I think you got to listen to that. So I'm saying weaker euro, stronger dollar. I also think we're going to have another stimulus package. We did have the Senate propose another stimulus package, and we still, still seem to have the House and the Senate far apart on this. I do think they will come together, and we will see another stimulus package passed. I don't have any details for you. I don't know what is going to be in there. Uh, I do think there is going to be another check for the people, however. Then I wanted to share with you something from my weekly newsletter. If you haven't signed up for my newsletter, you can go to lyndapjones.com and sign up for it. It's free. And I give a lot of market commentary over there. That's sometimes different from what I say on the podcast. And so you might want to tune in over there if you'd like to get more. Uh, here's what I said this week. Have you heard August stock market performance was the best in 36 years? That's right. We have to go back to August 1984 to find another August with a year's worth of returns in one month. The S&P 500 was up 7%, which is great. But before you get too excited, did you know silver did even better? Up 18% last month and 58% year to date. It's even smashing NASDAQ, which is up 33% year to date. In fact, silver performed the best of any asset class for the second month in a row. And that's only the beginning. Silver has much higher to go, in my opinion. Recently, Warren Buffett invested in a gold mining company, Barrett Gold, and last week he invested in seven Japanese companies that are said to be heavy holders of precious metals. He's investing in precious metals because he sees value and opportunity. Rather than this being a short-term trend, this is a long-term cycle change that will completely change investing for the next 30-year cycle. Instead of paper assets like bonds, currencies, mortgages, etc., we are seeing a major cycle turning point that will be here for decades. Just like interest rates peaking in 1982 set off a huge real estate bubble, bond bubble, and currency bubble, 
so too will this cycle change what we invest in. Physical assets like gold, silver, platinum, land, farmland, energy, rare earths, minerals, commodities like coffee, cocoa, and sugar, art, and gemstones will lead the new trend. This is a big move as we transition from paper assets to tangible assets. Are you ready? So I hadn't really talked about this big cycle change. We have a chart from the Goldman Sachs Commodity Index, which reflects that about every 30 years, there is a change from financial assets into more tangible assets like commodities. And I think Warren Buffett's purchase is really evidence that he's seeing that. He's seeing the undervalued nature in commodities and he's investing in those undervalued assets. So I think his new purchases, not being stocks in the US stock market, but being really more tangible asset oriented, says a lot. And it happens to coincide with what I'm seeing as a trend for the next 30 years. So these cycles are things that are important to watch, but this happens to be the year of major shift in my opinion. You know, years ago, I named my company Global Financial Shift and my accountant scratched her head and said, I don't get it. And I said, that's okay, <laughs> I get it. And what I mean by that is we are in a global financial shift. This is a shift away from the way we've been doing business, away from the debt-based economy to a new economy. I talked about this somewhat in the Quantum Age podcast that I did. If you haven't listened to that podcast, it's really important that you hear that podcast. There's some very positive things that I said about what's going on that really hardly anybody's talking about, at least not in the financial space. Maybe they are more in technology, but I see this as a huge year for a global financial shift. We've talked about the global reset, the debt jubilee, but it's beyond that. It's way beyond that. I think this is the year we transition out of oil into other energies. That's why perhaps maybe Exxon was taken out of the Dow Jones Industrial Average. I don't know. We'll have to see. But I think that was a big hint that we're about to shift to new energy sources. And we have new technologies, things that will shift what we invest in and how we invest. And we won't be in this debt-based system anymore. We will go to a system that values real things, real assets, which I'll repeat. Gold, silver, platinum, land, farmland, energy, rare earths, minerals, commodities like coffee, cocoa, sugar, art, and gemstones. Those things are what I think this global shift will value in the future. So if you're interested in getting a little bit more from me, sign up for my free newsletter at lindapjones.com. And if you'd like to talk about my inner investing circle, just fill out the short questionnaire and we'll set up a time to talk. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.